BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to uh, jump on here before the show starts because I am excited about the Oscars, which have not happened yet. And you will hear this episode after the Oscars have happened. So I tried to keep the Oscar chat to a minimum. But right now, I'd like to quickly, for anybody who uh, cares, give you all of my predictions for who's going to win, which has already happened by the time you hear this. Live action short, Two Distant Strangers. Documentary short, A Concerto is a Conversation. Uh, Animated short, Opera. Uh, International feature, Another Round. Documentary feature, Time. Song from a Motion Picture, Speak Now from One Night in Miami. Musical score, Soul. Visual effects, Tenet. Uh, Sound, Sound of metal, editing sound of metal, makeup, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, costumes, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, cinematography, Nomadland, production design, Mank, with an exclamation point, uh, animated feature, Soul, adapted screenplay, Nomadland, original screenplay, Promising Young Woman, best supporting actress, Yu Jung Yoon, best supporting actor, Daniel Kaluuya, best actress, Carrie Mulligan, best actor, Chadwick Boseman, best director, Chloe Zhao, and best picture, sticking my neck out here, Trial of Chicago 7. We'll see how I do. Enjoy the show. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see because Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug and I love Minari, this is Douglas Movies coming to you once again from maybe we'll do this show in front of live audiences again soon with another Homes Alone edition. It's Sunday, April 25th, 2021, Oscar Sunday, but we probably won't get into that at all because of the, it's basically weird timing that we're recording this in the afternoon of the Oscars and then you're going to hear it 
after the Oscars are over. So anything we would say would be speculation that would also have an answer already. <laughs> so uh, I also probably... know nothing this year. To me, it's just like, are the Lucas brothers going to win? Is Promising Young Woman going to win? Anything else? No idea what's happening. All right, perfect. Then that's that's then that's uh, great. That works out uh, perfectly. My guests today are returning champ Griffin Newman and the co-hosts of the That's Messed Up podcast, Kara Clank and Lisa Traeger. Hey, everybody. Hello. I'm Hi. mad. I'm mad that he's won before. I'm really gonna push it. <laughs> I didn't, know, I didn't well, know we were going uh, off. Of, I didn't know we were getting the Ken Jennings of the Doug Loves Movies show. I'm well, not the Ken the... Jennings. I'm probably the guy who gets beaten by Ken Jennings, but was good <laughs> enough to make it to the Ken Jennings stage. Okay. That's the that's the thing we've been doing is um, letting uh, the the prize for winning basically is that if you're into it, you can come back on the uh, the next week. And uh, Griffin was with us for the first time last week since we've been doing this, and uh, so he's a, a one week champion at this point. So I wouldn't call him. I, I wouldn't call him a Ken Jennings, but he's okay. definitely, he's at least uh, a lot of, they have, they've had a lot of those, especially recently I've noticed that the champs seem to turn over uh, quicker on Jeopardy these days. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that is. I feel like part of it is that the contestants, uh, you know, you, you, you basically study with Alex, then you go and have some, you know, former football player reading and it's a different, <laughs> it's got a different pace to it. <laughs> Uh, um, I just want to point out to to Lisa, there are actually three different stand-ups nominated for Oscars this year. I mean, four, four, because you have the two Lucas brothers are nominated for writing Judas. Jenna sure. Friedman is nominated for writing Borat. Okay. And Trayvon Free is nominated for Best Short Film. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. What's, again, what's Trayvon's short film? Uh, it's called it's called two distant strangers, and yeah. I brought up the whole Oscar thing as a way of saying let's not talk about the Oscars. But here we are. <laughs> we're still talking about <laughs> it. Into it. Well, to take it back, I actually I uh, moved into a new apartment, and one of my prized possessions is a snow globe that says "fuck," and Jenna Friedman gave that to me, so that's kind of cool. I think it's weird she didn't want it though. She's like, I don't want this. Do you want this? I'm like, how do you not want a snow globe that says fuck? Like, where's your heart and spirit? <laughs> yeah. Plus, initially, I thought it was a gift to you, and she just lucked out that that's something you would want. <laughs> no, she like came to a show I hosted and was like, ugh, someone gave this to me. I'm like, your spirit is dead. I want it. <laughs> Um, tell me about, uh, Kara, this is your first time on the show. Yes. Um, and, uh, I, I know the premise of your podcast, but, uh, tell my listeners about it. Okay. Yeah. So basically Lisa and I love law and order SVU and we talk about an, an ep a new episode every week. We don't go in order. We kind of bounce around the 22 seasons and then we talk about the true crime that the episode was based on. And then we interview, somebody from the episode. So we've gotten to talk to some really cool people so far. We have Oscar winner, Marsha Gay Harden. We've had her on. Grammy winner, Wyclef. We've, our podcast is about, is he, has he got it, I think. Our yeah. podcast has had an, e, an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. But um, yeah, so that's the premise. So if you like true crime or Law and Order SVU, join us over on the Exactly Right Network. 
And uh, like, so where, how long ago did this start? Cause this show has been on the air for forever. So what do you do? You go back to the beginning or are you no, just we just, talking about we, current episodes? We just jump around. We just pick our favorite episodes. Cause not every episode is based like super, super directly on a true crime. So we pick the ones that we think are, are good episodes based on the best crime, uh, based on like the most interesting crimes, you know, like, and we also like uh, pick episodes based on the famous people we want as guests. Um, and then we also like to keep the crimes, it's weird to say diverse, but we want to make oh. sure we're covering different types of crimes, not just like blonde women being snatched yeah. for, you yeah. know, like we, uh, old people get murdered too. And we'd like to highlight that. <laughs> They nurses sure kill, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> like we can't always, but it's mostly um, in cells that hate their mothers, just murdering young women all over the country. <laughs> much like, much like in the real world. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we tell you what episode we're watching next week. So a lot of people like just go watch the episode and then they're like with us for our, uh, when we, when the episode comes out, you know? Yeah. That's a great system. I, I, I love that. And I, I would, that's the kind of show that, you know, I tend to see like on marathons anyway, and the marathons mm -hmm. will have a theme, you know, like it's, you know, Olivia's love life. Yes, <laughs> totally. And It'll so, be like all about iced tea week on the USA. <laughs> <laughs> and what fucking, we have, um, it's AD. fucking, it's munch week. <laughs> <laughs> Come get your bells are on. Yeah. We have to, uh, they do a whole month of that, right? They do much madness. <laughs> much madness. <laughs> That's a get. Oh my God. Let's get you over to USA. That's a great idea. Um, we've had ADA Casey Novak, um, like, you know, Diane Neal, she is a real woman, but she gave us great scoop. She said, iced tea loves Uncrustables. And <laughs> the next scoop is that Munch, he lives in Paris and I guess brings, oh, Margaret Cho told us that. And he's just like sits at <laughs> Paris cafes with loose dogs that misbehave. So those are like <laughs> some of the things we've learned. He totally seems like the kind of guy Wait, who, would, who, would own, who would own loose dogs. <laughs> I forgot we got Taylor. What? So um, we had Jessica Pimento on our show. She's from Orange is the New Black. And we asked for scoop and she was saying that uh, Monday morning, she had a scene with like Detective Olivia Benson, Mershka Hargitay, but she called off because she was at the VMAs with Taylor Swift and partied too hard and missed her flight and like didn't come to work. Um, so I thought you would like that Taylor Swift scoop. Wait, is Doug a big Taylor Swift? Yeah. Oh, like, I yeah. didn't know that about you, Doug. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, you know, I happen to know that Taylor is a huge SVU fan because yes. one, one of her cats is named Olivia Benson. Yes, we definitely and, have told our fans to try to get her to listen. And <laughs> like, I tag her. I tell people that her cat's named Benson after me. I don't bring up that whole Marishka, <laughs> Marishka Hargitay nonsense. <laughs> you know, there's a place right here in Hollywood uh, called uh, Mickey Hargitay's, Hargitay's Plants. Yes. And uh, they're, you know, they don't need the promotion from me, but they're, they're a great plant place. Yeah, I believe I've, I've looked that up and I believe that's one of her brothers that runs. That. Yeah, yeah. And it's, apparently it's very well run plant place, I've been told. I've heard great things as well. That's when you I'll know, know I'm uh, fully a mature human when I have a plant hanging. <laughs> I'm telling you, this place might be the place to go to because they really, uh, they, they, they're like, they tell you exactly what kind of plant you need for your, uh, your plant desires. Um, 
Griffin Newman is here. Mm. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Returning champion. Uh, what, one, the one time guest actor on SVU. I had one scene in one episode of SVU. No way. What yeah. episode? Uh, Russian Brides. No way. Wow. Russian Mail Order Bride episode. Yeah, I got oh, yelled that's at. That's a good one. By Ice T, which was wow. a big honor. Yeah. Why did he yell at you? Tell us everything. Uh, I, I play a, uh, I played a, like a cyber security dude who hid online, uh, 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 crime trails for rich people. I think that's what it was. So they like go to me to, to frighten me, to try to get information on someone. Wow. So I was neither a perp nor a suspect nor a victim, but You're I do, but I get arrested. You were obstructing justice. Right. So I think if I give them what they want, I try to play tough and then he goes full ice tea on me and then I give him the the info he wants thinking that we're even and then he calls in a, a SWAT team on me. Wow. Did you and ice click? We did. Can I tell you the quick anecdote? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, yes. Please. Yeah. So I, I think he was, at, he was asking me. I think, <laughs> oh, I'm like, yeah. I don't even care. Cut this out of the did podcast. You, I just, did you forget, <laughs> did you forget which podcast we're doing? Right now? Uh, uh, <laughs> Doug permission to reveal a quick anecdote. <laughs> yes, please. So, so I'm sure like everyone you've talked to has, has said this, but that show is just like such well-oiled machinery. Literally, like everyone's been yeah. doing it for so long and moves so fast. The actors know like, Oh, this scene's a two this scene's a four i know which mode to go into so they um they have like four cameras or whatever you know it's him getting in my face and like threatening to send me to jail and they shoot all of his coverage first right and he gets it in like one take like three cameras one take they go great print ice turning around and they turn around so it's on me and it's clean of icy and i didn't see anyone like planning this. I didn't hear any director say, hey, Ice, maybe do this. It just seemed like this was automatically the mode everyone was ready to go into. They turn around to my close-up. Uh, he's totally off camera now, and they call action, and every other word out of his mouth is motherfucker. <laughs> and he just knew that uh, it didn't matter because they weren't going to use, I mean, it's his audio from that take anyway. Oh, but my. I look terrified. Because wow. A, Ice-T is like an inch away from my face calling me a motherfucker, but B, I was like, is this usable? Like, I was in my head worried about the take. And uh, yeah, that, that was it. And then like afterwards, he was like, good stuff, funny man, and like walked away. Wow. <laughs> I, 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 I like was- great. It's a great idea. I was just going to say it's a great idea because like he's only allowed to say like Joker or like he's only allowed right. to call them like these very, very like- you know, yeah. bland words. So to really get you scared, that's great. That was, I couldn't tell if it was like, he needs that after his coverage is done to let all the motherfuckers <laughs> out of his system. And he didn't vary it up. It was just motherfucker every other word. But I'm like sucking on a lollipop the whole time because he makes some joke about like, Yo, I'll send you to prison where you'll be sucking on something else. And it was just like, Ooh. I'll send you to motherfucking prison where your motherfucking ass will be sucking on motherfucking something else. Wow. Like every other thing. And the thing I just remembered, the thing he said after the take was, I got to tell you, man, your blue lips are really funny. <laughs> <laughs> They're cracking me up because my whole mouth was blue from multiple takes of it. Yeah. That's so cool. We've definitely had people write us and ask us to do that episode. So we'll have to do it and include your 
Yeah, please. Yeah. Thank you, Doug, for letting Griffin tell that story. Yes, yeah, thank, thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug, for permission to anecdote. Um <laughs> 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 uh, Box office report time. It's not exciting for any of us, I don't think, uh, because Mortal Kombat was number one. Yeah. Do you watch? Do any of you watch Mortal Kombat thing? Well, us girls watched the Drag Race finale on Friday, and some of the boys went to a different house, um, like the husbands, to watch the Mortal Kombat movie. Is that for reals? Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 you love our Orthodox Jew Friday nights. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> I, drag. I, would, I would rather go with the ladies and watch Drag Race. That's yes. way more fun. I mean, I haven't seen this movie, so I can't, I shouldn't be judging. But then uh, number two, this is kind of a, a, a first. Um, there's a movie called, uh, what's it called? Demon Slayer. And um, it's anime. And it made $19.5 million last weekend. So it's the highest grossing opening weekend for an anime motion picture in the, in the uh, U.S. Wow. Yeah. So that's kind of a, that's a cool uh, achievement on the same weekend that uh, I, I assume uh, that some Oscars are going to be handed out to some, uh, to particularly an Asian director. But anyway, um, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to visit Recommendation Nation. We're going to get a uh, recommendation for a movie for people to see from uh, each of my guests. And we'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're back. It's time for Recommendation Nation. Uh, we'll start with Griffin, since he was here last week. And uh, so this question probably is not a surprise. Could you uh, recommend a movie, please? Uh, sure. Yeah. I um, uh, mostly watch movies these days for uh, uh, my podcast, uh, Blank Check with Griffin and David, where we just announced we're going to do a couple months on uh, John Singleton and go through all of John Singleton's movies. Uh, and so last week I did a, a Shaft marathon. I watched <laughs> all five Shaft movies from all oh my God. three so different you, errors. Yeah. So you can tell us definitively which is the best Shaft movie? Yeah, I think it is the first one. That was going to okay. be my recommendation. But, but I'd okay. say specifically I was going to recommend it because I think – it's interesting to watch the first Shaft movie because it is so different than I think sort of the cultural meme of Shaft has become. Uh, it's it's like much more of a kind of like sober, sad 70s crime drama than it is the super kind of funky, like stylish movie that I feel like people have turned it into in parodies and stuff. 
uh, but it's a good movie. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you know, music is so cool and uh, right. it's just, um, yeah, it's everything about it is uh, is iconic. Um, I like the first, I haven't seen the most recent Shaft, the, the second cool. Sam Jackson one. Worst, worst one, easily worst one. Uh, but but you, would you agree that it tries to be more of a comedy than all the other ones? Uh, it, uh, yes, it, it almost exclusively <laughs> tries to be a comedy to a fault. Yeah. It's, it's really yeah. bad. Yeah. So I, well, I've heard from people that people that, that like Shaft as a comedy love it. And I'm like, well, I don't feel like for me, Shaft was never about, you know, sure, he says a clever thing here and there. I really liked, um, I really liked Jeffrey Wright's bad guy in the first Sam Jackson Shaft. Uh, People's Hernandez. Yes, that's a great performance. And Christian Bale's great that movie. So too. good in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah they both I, are. I think the Singleton one's interesting. It's it's like a, a flawed movie, but I think it's interesting. And the first sequel is good too. Shaft's big score. Shaft in Africa is less good. <laughs> but the the comedy one's definitely the worst one. And that's that's why I'm recommending the first one. Because I feel like most people today think of Shaft the way the most recent film kind of parodies it. Versus when you watch it, it's sort of just a, a movie about a guy in, in 70s New York City, you know, trying to yeah. solve a very small scale crime. Yeah. All right. Uh, who should we go to next, uh, ladies? Uh, I'll go. My, this all is right. Lisa, Lisa um, wants to recommend what? I loved the movie Moxie. I watched it a few weeks ago. It's Amy Poehler produced, and it's about like high school aged girls that start like a feminist uh, girl power group and zine and try to tackle all the sexism at their high school. And I cried multiple times. I laughed and I thought it was a great movie. And I'm happy that the youth generation has a movie like that to watch. Yeah, it was, uh, I saw it. I found it uh, uplifting. And, you know, of course, some of it was funny. And uh, Amy Poehler plays a role in the movie and she's funny. And um, the only thing is that I, I think it's a super unfair comparison you know, to bring to bring these other movies up. But I just for me, I wish it was a little bit more like Booksmart or Mean Girls. But I mean, it's such a tiny genre. I shouldn't I shouldn't even compare them at this point because it's just but great actually, that they, they all exist. But Booksmart and Mean Girls are so different to me, too. Booksmart to me is like a super bad like final night. We have till tomorrow to lose, you know, to become cool girls uh, like Caper. And then, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just mean that there are, you know, there aren't clearly, I mean, eighth grade would not, I, I, is eighth grade um, high school? Oh my God, eighth grade. Eighth yeah. grade is junior high. And I do have to yeah. say, I saw it at South by and I felt very cool. <laughs> yeah. So, so if that's junior high, then, then that, that means that there's, you know, now even less, there's less movies about high school girls. I think that's another reason why. Fast Times at Ridgemont High kind of endures and maybe also uh, Can't Hardly Wait is because they, you know, they give, you know, front and center roles to the some of the girls, whereas a lot of teen comedies, the girls were just like a thing to conquest and they didn't have their own mm. uh, interesting characters. I would like but, to recommend if you're if you haven't seen Now and Then. But I think you nope. have. You're a movie buff. You haven't seen Now and yeah. Then. No, I've seen it, but you're not allowed to recommend it because you recommended Moxie. 
I understand. You were just saying there aren't a lot of teen girl movies. So I was going to say, listen, I have a repertoire that I know of, but I'll shut my mouth. No, you're right. There are, there are, there are a lot of them, but I just, uh, you know, the, the heights that, uh, you know, like Mean Girls was Oscar nominated and, yeah. uh, and Booksmart was, uh, you know, Oscar snubbed. Like everybody was upset that it didn't do well in that, that area. Well, and everyone was also mad because I guess Delta Flights didn't let uh, the lesbian scene. Yeah, I saw it on a Delta flight, so I didn't see any of like the good parts, quote unquote. Um, yeah, I mean, that sucks. I don't think anything should be cut out, but um, you, you, you definitely saw lots of good stuff though. Uh, it, it, you know, it's not, it's not a huge part of the movie, but it is, it, it's important and it should be in there. And the, that airline is stupid. I'd boycott it, but I never fly them anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kara, what do you think? What's your uh, recommendation? So the, uh, this is just like a general, any any movie? Yeah, just tell us a movie that you think people will like. Then I put all three of the movies up against each other on the Doug Loves Movies Twitter account, and everybody votes on their favorite, and it's just a silly okay. exercise. Okay, no, I get it. Okay, so I guess like one of my favorite movies of all time is Waiting for Guffman, and I love the whole Christopher Guest um, genre of mockumentaries, but I love that one the best, and I feel like especially coming off of a year where people are sort of, some people I think are just discovering like Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. And if you go back and see like a movie that's partially improvised by them, they're like, I just think they're like geniuses and I love those movies and I love Guffman. It's the whole Schitt's Creek thing is just such a fantastic uh, phenomenon because it, it did give a whole new generation, you know, access to Catherine O'Hara and, and Eugene Levy. And then, the fact that, you know, to pass, to have his son sort of take the torch in that show and also take it in a, a diverse direction. Everything about that worked out so beautifully. They won like every award. Mm -hmm. Catherine O'Hara won every award. And like that, regular people like it. I feel like <laughs> yeah. the, you know, the, the Christopher Guest movies are a little bit like, ooh, you're interesting and live in Brooklyn. Like, I don't know if they, uh, like everyone knows about them. They have an right. indie vibe to me, but Shit's Creek, mm -hmm. my sister and her family are watching that night. Yeah. Like it really went into the popular universe. And well, another cool thing is that some streaming really sort of, you know, makes people try things that they might not. And that's a mm. great example of a show where if you give it two or three episodes, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, it takes a second. But when it once you get in, you're like, you know, you're you're all in. And then, you know, now it's all on Netflix. So people can just binge the entire thing. So uh, I'm always huge. curious, like, I, I wish it was a question on the census last year. What percentage of people who watch Shit's Creek thought it was made by Netflix? Because it does feel like a show that was like running for three seasons on a channel that no one watched until it went up on Netflix and everyone acted like it was a new show that they mm -hmm. just discovered and loved. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh... I guess it was kind of, you know, like Seinfeld and lots of the cheers, lots of classic comedies, I guess, even in Canada, that they just were, they were just lucky that the network they were on was just like, yeah, sure, let's do another season after the first season wasn't, you know, didn't make that big of a splash. Um, but it's time to move on to the, the game portion of our show. Thank you for all of those recommendations. And we're starting with a game that is now uh, a staple on the program because it's called rolling with it and it is presented by 
OCB Rolling Papers. Today's show is presented by OCB Rolling Papers. OCB is the largest rolling paper brand in the world, has been one with nature, crafted naturally since 1918. So you know they've perfected the process for a consistently great sesh time after time. In perfect harmony with sustainable practices, the highest quality textile papers responsibly sourced and sustainably crafted have always been the OCB signature. OCB offers a full line of papers made with sustainable fiber including flax, wood, virgin, organic hemp, bamboo, and come in a full line of sizes in both booklets and cones. No GMOs, no chlorine, and no dyes in OCB papers. All OCB papers are plant to puff. OCB makes their own paper from their mill in Avion to the factories they own in France, with all fibers and packaging materials sustainably farmed from within a 500-kilometer radius, and the always-sticks acacia gum grown in African fields that OCB has been reforesting for decades. Unlike most other brands that buy their paper from a third party, OCB oversees the entire paper making process, ensuring a century of quality straight to your hands. And best of all, their paper booklets are made in a facility that's powered by 100% green energy. OCB introduced the world to the first natural rolling paper crafted with pure French-grown organic hemp from the fields in Champagne, France. Organic hemp by OCB are eco-conscious and easy does it. This very slow-burning paper is also one of the strongest, most sustainable on Earth. Looking to be thoughtful without overthinking it? OCB organic hemp really does the trick. The papers are unbleached, chlorine-free, dye-free, bleach-free, even-burning, responsibility harvest, no tier, GMO free, and vegan. Ask for OCB wherever you buy your papers and sample the entire line of products. In the meantime, OCB has an unreal deal for our listeners. Visit ocbusa.com slash Doug to get four booklets of OCB and a rolling tray for only $4.99. This bundle is worth $20, limited time only. Follow OCB on Instagram, OCBUSA, to stay in touch with the natural wonder of OCB. Must be 21 plus to buy our papers and follow our social accounts. Back to the show. How many movies featuring a given actor or actress can you name in 60 seconds? That's basically how the game game. works. (laughs) 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 So um, we'll start with returning champion Griffin Newman. Okay. I will name an actor. You tell me how many movies. How many movies? (laughs) How many movies you think that that actor or you know or actress, of course, I'm using actor as a blanket uh, word there. uh, How many movies that you can name that they've been in in 60 seconds, and then we go over to Kara, and she can either challenge Griffin to do what he said he could do, or you can roll with it, as it were, and add more names to the number, as many more as you want. And then it moves on to Lisa, same deal. Gotcha, until someone is challenged and then they have to put up. Exactly. So by challenging Griffin, I say, I bet you can't name any more. You think you you say that he can't accomplish what he said he's gonna do. You can't. can't. He's gonna give a number at the beginning that he thinks he can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can either try to one up me. And roll with it. Yeah. Or, yeah, keep passing the, kicking the can. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, you could just add one to it. Also, you know, it's good to, you know, poker face it a little bit. Some of uh, the people who have played this game just announce, well, I don't know that actor very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. And then it's their turn to bid and they, they have to bid a, a higher number than the last person. So it's like, well, they're really setting themselves up. But you know what? I have a lot of actors and comedians on the show that could also be uh, bluffing. First to two points wins. Griffin, the first actor that you have to tell me how many movies are there as you can confidently name in 60 seconds mm. is Al Pacino. Um, wow. I don't feel confident about this. I've never heard of Al Pacino. I've never seen many <laughs> movies. Uh, I'm not lying. This is a total crapshoot for me. I'm, I'm going to say 15. That is a strong opening bid. Kara, do you think you can name more than 15 Al Pacino movies? Or do you think you'd like to see Griffin try? I, I do not think I can name more than 15 Al Pacino movies. So you're going to have him go for it? Yeah. All right, Griffin. Producer Ryan has set 60 seconds on the clock. He'll start it. When I say go, okay, everybody, my, my hands every, out, ready to count fingers. After yes, and after each uh, movie you name, you just pause long enough for me to just put a number on it so we can keep track as we go. Okay. All right. The films of Al Pacino. Go. The Godfather. One. The Godfather Part Two. Two. The Godfather Part Three. Three. Serpico. Four. Heat. Five. Injustice for All. Six. Insomnia. Seven. Sea of Love. Eight. Panic and Needle Park. Nine. Ocean's 13. Ten. Scent of a Woman. Eleven. Dick Tracy. Twelve. Uh, I'm going to say Simone. Thirteen. Righteous Kill. Fourteen. And I am going to say the movie in do it titled 88 minutes <laughs> 15 oh man i think you made it i think ryan would have made some sort of indication of time would run out uh congratulations griffin thank that you. was impressive thank you. Thank that was impressive 15 names very good so if i know one that he didn't say do i say should i say it does that one up him? No, it doesn't. I'm not going to. No, that doesn't okay. do anything. <laughs> I mean, if you have any Al Pacino titles you'd like to share, just to, uh, for the hell of it, you're welcome to. I'll share Geely. Geely. <laughs> Geely's a good one. Um, did you say Scarface? I, don't I think didn't. You did. No. Yeah. That's like the only thing I know. <laughs> That's why I took such a long pause before 88 minutes. Cause I was like, I know I'm forgetting a big one and I don't want to have to pull 88 minutes and forget an iconic one. And I did. And I did. Yeah. Yeah. You did it right, man. There's the right way. And there's Carlito's way. And oh. you, uh, you nailed it. And um, that means you have one point, but we're playing okay. to two points. Lisa gets control this next round. So it's going to start, we switched the order around. So it's going to start with Lisa and then go I apologize. Then it goes to Kara and then to Griffin. So they, yeah, that is a different order. All right. 
And uh, Lisa, are you ready for the name? I'm ready. How many movies can you name that have Renee Zellweger in them? Hmm. I think 10. Okay. Kara, do you, you're back in this position again. You can challenge or you could add some names or you could go tell that dog that's barking to be quiet. Yeah. What do, you mean, what do you mean add some names? You do uh, she did 10 names. Can you 10. do 11 names? 12 names? You could say any number higher than the... Oh, I could, uh, like, I could like prices write you and just say 11. But then you have to do it. Yeah, I know. You might have to do it. <laughs> she might have to do it. That's going to go to Griffin. He's going to... And, and when I'm doing mine, I obviously can't repeat any of hers. I'm just confused. You would go. If you... You wouldn't. It would only years. one person play. I would you either challenge now. her to do it or you add... I'm not going to challenge her. I'm not going to challenge you. Oh, okay, okay, so how many, how many do you want to add to that? She said she's not challenging me. It, it's, it, you either right, challenge... So she, has to, she has to challenge yeah. or bid more names. Oh, yeah. Are you challenging you, Lisa you started with how many names? Ten? Ten. Okay. So now you could say, Clara, you could say, uh, <laughs> I almost said Clara. You could say uh, 11, 12, 13, however many Renee Zellweger movies you think you can name or you think you can bluff that you can name. Or you make me do it. I'm making you right, do it. Right, but she already, didn't, she announced she does not want to challenge you. So the thing is, just pick a number that's more than 10. Okay, 11. 11. <laughs> Griffin, now we're on to Griffin. I don't I, understand. I, I think what I could. Part, what part is confusing? I don't know. Just keep going, keep going. I'll figure it out. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I could I'm do, sorry that it's confusing. No, I it's think fine. I could do 12, but I also now don't want to make Kara do 11 because I feel like she's in such a confused state. So I'm going to say no, 12. No, no, don't, don't do anything for me. I'm, I can do it. Well, does it come back to me? I'll do it 13. It comes back to you. Oh, I yeah, can, I mean, if, if that's what Griffin okay. wants to do, if he wants to do yeah. 12, then, then uh, that, that's his bid. And then uh, what do you want to do, Lisa? I'll do 13. I think I could do Renee movies. Okay, she says she can do 13, Kara. So you can add more that you would have to do if challenged, or you can ask her to do it. You do it. Okay. <laughs> there you go. The challenge has been thrown down. I don't Lisa Traeger okay. has, to name, has to name 13 Renee Zellweger movies in 60 seconds or less. And I'll, I'll say a number after each one. So just you know, take a breath in between each one. Okay. And uh, Ryan's ready with the clock. So go. Down with Love. One. Jerry Maguire. Two. Me, Myself, and Irene. Three. Judy. Four. Bridget Jones' Diary. Five. Bridget Jones' Diary, two. What's the rest of it? Edge of Insan Edge of Reason. Six. <laughs> Bridget Jones' Baby. <laughs> Seven. Oh, God. Oh, Empire Records. Eight. Um, was she in a cartoon? Was she a mom? Was she, she's been other real people. Was she on a beach? Um, <laughs> love scenes, who she's making out with. Um, 
girlfriend movies. There's more. There's, there's more romance. More, I'm not. I'm trying to yeah. see your face. Ryan Chicago. Is, Chicago. Is time. Time. Okay, but Chicago counts. Sure, but your time's up. Sure, I failed either way, but I would like to go on record knowing I do know the movie Chicago, and I've auditioned trying to sing Chicago songs in high school. So congratulations, Carrie! You got a point for that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> As was my plan the whole time. Yeah, very good. All right. What did so I miss, Doug? What did I miss? Oh, there's a shit ton of them. I think of the, I tend to think of the weird ones though. I thought of, you know, uh, new in town. Um, uh, what was that one where she was like, she was like, uh, dang it. Yeah. She's, she's kind of a tough one. Cause especially, you know, in the last few years, she hasn't done much. Oh, did you say cold mountain? No, did not. Yeah. She won the Oscar. She won her first Oscar for cold mountain. She's won two Oscars, which crazy. is wild. Uh, yeah. And also oh. did very few movies in between the two Oscars. Um, yeah. The, yeah. The, the two animated movies that I know of that she's in are B-Movie. She is oh. B. Jerry Seinfeld's love interest, human love interest <laughs> in B-Movie. And, and she's in Shark Tale playing oh. a fish that looks like Renee Zellweger. Star-studded. Well, does it look like the yeah. old Renee Zellweger or the current Renee Zellweger? It looks like the old one. It looks yeah. like the old one. Yeah, era appropriate. Update that Shark Tale. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Griffin gets to go first in this next round. And um, then it'll go to Kara and then to Lisa. The films of Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. Yeah. Do live action and animation count? Anything that's a feature length film. Okay then I am going to say seven. <laughs> okay. So now we go to Kara, who can bid eight names or more or challenge Griffin to do seven Hank Azaria films. I'm going to challenge Griffin. I think that's a smart move. I think this could do it for you. I think you could end up winning this game because I, I predict that he won't make it. Get the clock ready, Ryan. On your mark, get set. Hank Azaria, go. Along came Polly. One. Mystery Man. Two. Godzilla. Three. Night at the Museum 2, Battle for the Smithsonian. Four. The Simpsons movie. Five. Anastasia. Six. Heat. Seven. Holy crap, you didn't even say gross point blank. Or birdcage. Birdcage. <laughs> Fucking birdcage. Like, I was like, I only know birdcage when you first said yeah. the name. <laughs> so that's the only one I know. I'll say so, this. I, I would not have pulled either of those right now. They were not in my brain. I right. was not going to be able to pull one more than that. It's just wild what the brain will do in that, in that situation. But you <laughs> succeeded. You're... Uh, your amazing brain did it, Griffin. You won that game. But of course, on Douglas movies, winning the first game just means uh, that you get to go first in the second and final game, the one that's really going to matter. And uh, I can't wait to spring that on everybody right after this break. We'll be right back. No flipping. 
If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. We're back. Griffin Newman won that, uh, that last game. So that means he gets to go first in our deciding game today, and it is called Weird Algorithm. Oh, boy. Have you played Weird Algorithm before, Lisa? Um, not that I remember, because I don't remember thinking about Weird Al before on this show. Well, Weird Al is just a pun for the title of the game. Uh, why it's called Weird Algorithm is because the Internet Movie Database has a weird algorithm. Uh, on any given movie, you can uh, adjust the cast list to be listed by uh, popularity, by IMDb's popularity index rather than by their actual billing in the film, which oh. if you do on any given day, because it's constantly changing based on you know who's popular on uh, the website, uh, it's just uh, it's just wild sometimes uh, how like your your big stars will take a back seat to uh, you know people that uh, are newer and uh, uh, in the news or the other way around suddenly somebody that hasn't been around for a while will suddenly spring to the top on their algorithm so how this game works is uh griffin gets to go first and i will name a movie and he will tell me the name of the actor in that movie that he thinks would be number one on the imdb popularity index today and then kara gets to pick a name and Lisa gets to pick a name, but you can pick this, all pick the same name. Two of you pick the same name, whatever combination you want should work itself out by the end of the game. You can, you can share names. So don't worry about, uh, also, you know, you can obviously keep some information to yourself, but also you can kind of talk through your, uh, your decisions here. And the first movie Griffin and each person will get a chance to go first as well. But Griffin goes first on this first round and on the tiebreaker if we need one. <laughs> the Great Gatsby from 2013. Who in the cast of that film do you think is above all others according to this weird algorithm? The question for me is, I feel like DiCaprio is permanently favored in this algorithm. Like he's a guy who's going to be high up no matter what, but Carrie Mulligan is certainly in a moment of visibility right now. She just hosted SNL. The Oscars are tonight. I'm wondering if this is the week that Carrie Mulligan would be above DiCaprio. So I'm, I'm going to guess Mulligan. Okay, so there you have his logic and everything. Griffin Newman says that Carrie, I like to call her Casey Mulligan, is number one in the cast of The Great Gatsby from 2013. Do you, do you agree with that, Carrie? Would you like to? Yeah, when you said else? the name of the movie, that was my first thought was Carrie Mulligan. 
Okay, you're, you're sticking with Mulligan. Mm-hmm. Lisa, what do you think? Um, I think this is the I mean, promising young woman is all I think about. So <laughs> I want to say it. People are like, who's that bitch? Who's that bitch? Who, you know? But in honor of my father and my family and my fifth grade crush, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say Leonardo DiCaprio. It doesn't matter what's trending, he's number one. Lisa's dad loves Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I, I, you know, that's uh, something I'm jealous of because my my dad never gave a shit about Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) (laughs) My dad just grumbled in the car the whole way home after we watched Titanic. He did not he did not get why we watched uh, three hours of that kid running around (laughs) on a boat. Um, But I uh, I've always been a big fan. I I think he's great. Uh, Okay, so here's how it breaks down. Coming in at uh, seventh on the list from this film is the actor Jason Clark, and number six is Joel Edgerton. And I, I find it funny those two are next to each other there because uh, I always get them confused w- with each other. I uh, I do know for, I do know which one is which, but the fact that they were in this movie, they're both in this movie really was something that helped me to uh, know the difference. Number five is uh, Tobey Maguire, who just stands around just in love with Leo through the whole movie. Four, four is Isla Fisher, Mrs. Sasha Baron Cohen. And um, uh, I don't even, I, I guess she, what does she play in that movie? She's plays, isn't it all? She's like the mistress. I think oh. so. I'm not okay. watching anything uh, that I had to read in high school. <laughs> She gets hit by a car, I think. Yes. She dies tragically, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Now it's making sense. That, that, that If she's, like, you know, uh, struck down at one point in the film, that, it gives me an excuse to not remember her being in it. Um, <laughs> but coming in at number three, number three, Leonardo DiCaprio. Whoa! Yeah. So there's somebody this, even before. This shit is weird. This is weird. So Lisa gets one point for uh, third place guess. Uh, two points are available for second and uh, three points for first. But number two on this weird algorithm for the movie The Great Gatsby is Elizabeth Debicki. Wow. Oh, I know who that is. Mm-hmm. She was yeah. in The Night Manager. She was in um, mm-hmm. uh, Widows. She's, she's, in, the, yeah. mm-hmm. she's the tallest lady in the world. Yeah. <laughs> she's That's all weird. People goals. must be she's searching all... her. She's on her way yeah. up. She's all gold in um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and she's currently, I think, maybe number two because she's in Tenet. Yeah. I think oh. also people probably go to her IMDb frequently just to check how goddamn tall she is. That's, <laughs> that's a site that contains that information. <laughs> uh, and coming in at number one, two of you nailed it. It is Carrie Mulligan. That it's was my weird. initial gut feeling, but I like twists and turns in a game, you know? Yeah. And I think no, honoring you, your family is a very nice thing to do. Yeah. Thank you. You, <laughs> you did the right thing. You're playing, you're playing well. We've got two more rounds. Uh, this next film, Kara gets to uh, weigh in first, but like mm-hmm. I said, we could share answers. It's no big deal. Uh, what do you think about the cast of the film Baby Driver? Oh, okay. So the can, can I kind of talk this out? Who's in it? Mm-hmm, um, okay, mm-hmm. so the cast of Baby Driver is Ansel Elgort, right? Ang- Ansel, that's his name, Ansel Elgort? 
right? Yeah, you make him sound really cool when you say it, El Gort. El Gort. And then the girl from Downton Abbey, whose name is Lily something? Mm-hmm, Lily James. Lily James. And then Kevin Spacey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this not with Jamie Foxx or it is? Mm-hmm, he's in oh, it. Jamie Foxx. Yeah. I'm, I'm Listen, trying to bring, uh, the What's the Ryan usually... Gosling drive one? You know, it's confusing. Right. Well, this is, a, this is not, this is not drive. This is, this is baby, baby driver. And all those people we just mentioned are in it. So you can pick from all of them if you're not sure. I do kind of feel like Ansel Elgort is always in the news. Like he's always in like the gossip, but I don't know if like young, his young fan base is like using IMDB to like look up stuff about him. So I'm kind of, cause they're, they're basically going off of their star meter, right? Um, Damn, I will say, I'll say Ansel Elgort. No, I'll say Lily James. I'm just gonna go with that at the last minute. Okay, you'll you'll have a chance to uh, change your answer before we all lock in. What do you think? What do you think, Lisa? Um, since the only person I knew from that movie is Jamie Fox, I'm gonna go with Jamie Fox. That's a straightforward way to play, Griffin. My my question is. Are people still searching Kevin Spacey? <laughs> like, like the, uh, the, the IMDb search bar is a safe space. You know, you're not endorsing the man just well, by Well, they also, maybe they want to see, like, if he, and he doing anything that's in pre-pro. Right, right, right. <laughs> just make sure, has he fully been shut out? Yeah. So it's, it's between Fox and Spacey for me. And I'm, I'm going to go with Spacey to make the game interesting because Lisa's already put her chips down on Fox. Okay. So is everybody I know you said put your happy? chips down, but I heard put your tits down, and I think we should start that. As a <laughs> I'm going to give you a tip. I'll give you a $2 everybody tip for picking Jimmy Fox. Lay your tits Fox. on the table. <laughs> um. <laughs> everybody locked in? Locked in. I'll, I'll keep mine locked in. I mean... Locked. All right. So you went. So so Kara went with Lily James, and Lisa went with Jamie Foxx, and Griffin is going with Kevin Spacey. I'm not going with Kevin Spacey. That's my guess. Let's just be careful about Griffin, how we word this, Doug. And Griffin, Griffin Newman is attached to Kevin Spacey. I have president of the Kevin Spacey fan club. I yeah. guess that there might be curiosity around Kevin Spacey's current existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's fair. And you're right, there is, but only to the tune of putting him at number five. Oh, yeah. Brutal. Brutal. Number four, name didn't come up, excellent actor, John Bernthal. Mm. Number three is Jamie Foxx. Wow. I get a point. So that's a point for Lisa. Coming in at number two. Is Lily James. Ooh, I get two points. And so then is Ansel number one? Kara. And at number one, no, Ansel's number seven. Oh, what? Good. Okay, good. I'm glad I went with Lily. Yeah, you smart change up there. Uh, number one, co-starring in uh, I Care A Lot. I think that's why she's uh, oh. so popular is Isa Gonzalez. Oh, yeah. I was wondering number her name. One. She's beautiful, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's uh, She's blowing up. So where is John Ham? Is Ham six? Ham is six, yeah. Wow. 
And number eight is the great uh, Paul Williams. I love that you know, just with a cameo, he, he cracked the uh, top 10. Doug, that um, is, in fact, a weird algorithm. That is mm-hmm. incredibly yeah. bizarre it's algorithm. Fun. It's fun, yeah. Cause it's really, it's really unpredictable. And I, you know, I, I like all of my guests to have a, a, a chance. And currently uh, Kara is in the lead with five points. Griffin has three, Lisa wow. has two, uh, but Lisa gets to go first in the third and final round. We're uh, running a little tight on time, but we can do this. The, <laughs> the movie is the Wolf of Wall Street. Ooh. I'm going to go with Jonah Hill just because I've learned from my mistakes picking Leo and because his, you know, shirtless beach photo was very popular recently. And I think maybe people were like, what's Jonah up to? So I'm going to go with Jonah Hill because I don't think Margot is doing it. Oh, but she's like in the suicide squad. I'm going to stick with Jonah Hill. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Griffin? My here's my logic. New Suicide Squad trailer recently, but also Margot Robbie produced Promising Young Woman. So going by Lisa's everyone's looking up Promising Young Woman logic, mm-hmm. I think people might be landing there. So I'm I'm gonna go Margot Robbie. Okay, Kara. Yeah, I was I was immediately like, well, I was like, should I say Barry Rothbart, my comedian friend who's in it and has, I think, <laughs> one line. Um, but no, I'm going to say Margot Robbie. All right. So we got two Margot Robbies and Lisa's on her own out there with <laughs> Jonah Hill. Um, would, you, would you like to change that, Lisa? Or are you good? No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Say, I mean, Margot has enough. You know, she doesn't need. <laughs> she doesn't need Lisa's boat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Griffin, are you you're good with Margot? My my last second hesitation is I'm wondering if there's any way McConaughey is is juicing up that algorithm. People see in that Lincoln Navigator commercial, they're like, "Who's this guy?" And then he, he's just always selling stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're always thinking about him. But but I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to McConaughey because the game's more interesting if Karen and I don't have the same answer. And it's I feel like there might be a wild card here. So I'm gonna go McConaughey. All right. Well now Kara has the option to switch to McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna switch no, I'm gonna stay with but Margot Robbie. I'll stay. All right, you stay with Margot and Lisa is uh, sticking with Jonah Hill. Yeah, correct, yes. Okay. Also, I love I love <laughs> I love how loyal you are. <laughs> I would have loved it if you had just picked Leo again. You're like, I gotta do it for my dad. <laughs> uh coming in at number six for the movie The Wolf of Wall Street is uh the aforementioned John Barenthal. John Barenthal's number six. Number five, Jonah Hill. Wow. Yeah, out of the running for points there. Number four, Matthew McConaughey, Fuck. the future governor of Texas. So that means <laughs> that number three, because as you might recall, it was kind of a clue. Leo was number three in Great Gatsby. Uh, so that's where he lives. He's number three in this one as well. Wow. And then number two, worth two points is Margot Robbie. 
Who's number one? Kristen Milati. What? Oh, from oh, Palm Springs? Yeah, she's in a lot because she's in that show Made for Love right now. Oh. Mm-hmm. She's got I don't remember HBO her in Wolf of Wall show. Street. Who was she's she? She's the first wife. She's the first oh, wife. Oh, fuck. Yeah, she's graduated. Okay. She's graduated from the frow that gets thrown aside to like now she's also gets to play the uh, the hot ladies. So that's You nice. know what? Fuck you, Doug. This game <laughs> is wild. <laughs> I feel like that's that's the strategy you need to employ for this game, which is like, what's a streaming show that just premiered? And who in, is in the cast of the movie is in that show and would make people go, what have I seen this person in before? Yeah, that's a good way to do it. I, it's really um, uh, it's really a fun thing to do. It's not I don't recommend it for actors to do to their own films because uh, that gets you down a, you know, a bad road sometimes. But because uh, popularity is such a weird thing. But um Kara is our winner today. Congratulations. Oh, my God. Thank you. I'm so honored. You did it. Can you come back next week? Um, Sure. (laughs) (laughs) The reason she's hesitating is because she is nine months pregnant. So could be it delivering a baby or playing Douglas movie. I'm not not due for a few more weeks. I could do it. I could do it. Okay. Well, you know, the excitement might induce labor if you're looking to get get this thing going. <laughs> no, I feel bad that I didn't get a chance to list in the other games. So I would love to come back and do, I don't know, be more competitive or something. Oh, I think you did a great job for a first time <laughs> guest and a, a, a nine months pregnant woman. And uh, Lisa can be your, um, you know, what's the expression? You know, your, your second or whatever. If you do go into labor and can't make the show next week. Yeah, she then, made my, my understanding. Lisa could step in. <laughs> yeah, she could step in on your behalf. That way I don't have to <laughs> run around trying to find a guest. Does that sound good to you, Lisa? Absolutely. I would love to be her understudy. All right. The, the podcast that the two of you do together is called We Messed Up. Or that's, that's messed, messed up. up. <laughs> <laughs> that's messed up. And yeah, no, it's all you're, about, you're the one who messed up on the name of the I podcast. Messed up, messed up. And um, it, yeah, and it's, uh, it sounds like it's a lot of fun. And thank you to both of you for being here. Uh, Glitter Cheese is the uh, way to find Lisa on social media. And Kara Clink is K-A-R-A-K-L-E-N-K. Uh, Griffin Newman Griff Lightning on the socials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Blank Check with Griffin and David is my podcast with uh, David Sims, film critic from The Atlantic. As I said, we're starting oh. a whole series on all the films of John Singleton. Uh, we just finished a run of Elaine's May, uh, Elaine May's movies. Uh, but in between as a one-off episode next week, we're doing uh, the only directorial outing by uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Don John, with uh, Sean Love Hayes from Don Hollywood John. Handbook. Uh, I think that's a really fun <laughs> episode. Um, also, uh, Doug, I know you just said that actors shouldn't do this, but I did the um, the IMDb star meter ranking for uh, Draft Day, uh, which is like the, the biggest movie I was in. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm 23 <laughs> in popularity. I was number six on the call sheet. I'm 23 at number, <laughs> number 16 is John Candy self archive footage uncredited. 
from planes, trains, and automobiles. So, yeah, uh, that's where Those, I. Uh, that's so funny. You lost another... the clip footage. I lost the clip, yeah. and also I don't remember there being footage of that fucking movie. That's the thing that uh, is uh, another thing that didn't come up today, but the, the game is fun when there are some really weird uncredited. Uh, uh, appearances like Bridget Fonda appears uncredited. We learned this last week in, uh, I think, in uh, Drop Dead Fred because she was doing really? a favor for she was doing a favor for her friend Phoebe Cates. So she's just like in one like quick scene or something. And Phoebe doesn't... Cates, her co-star from Shag, one of the best movies mm. that I'm obsessed yeah. with in my youth. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That is a good movie. Wow. Uh, Four, right, four, well. four positions above me on the draft day cast is past and future Doug Loves Movies guest Aaron Dark as Seahawks fan. Oh, <laughs> okay. Doesn't sound like as a substantial a role as, as uh, you had, but she probably made a lot of it. Um, and uh, again, thank you, Griffin, for, for being here. Well, My pleasure. Holler at you soon. And uh, all three of you I'd love to have as guests on uh, my other podcast, one of my other podcasts, Wide World of Dugs. Uh, so I'll uh, hit everybody up for that. And um, as always, don't know, don't know, don't know. Yeah, that's it. Don't know. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug.